0: Well, hello and welcome to the live event, getting ready for holiday 2021. And man, I'm super excited. Much anticipation about this holiday season. Maybe some fear and trepidation as well, right? Like, what are we what are we expecting for this year from an advertising front? What will sales be like? All kinds of questions. And so it's never too early, it's never too early to get ready to maximize your holiday results and so that's what we're doing today I'm going to show you seven ways to maximize holiday shopping this year. This episode of the E-commerce Evolution podcast is brought to you by OMG Commerce Resources. That's right. Here at OMG Commerce, we want to help make sure you're educated and in the know to capitalize on the latest tips tricks and strategies to help you grow your e-commerce business. So if you go to omgcommerce.com and under resources click on guides, we have some cutting edge free information for you on things like how to dominate with Amazon DSP ads or how to use Amazon sponsor brand video ads and how to craft the perfect ad. We have several guides on how to capitalize on YouTube ads from creating the perfect ad to knowing when you're ready to scale. Plus, there's a newly updated Google Shopping Guide plus more. Check it all out at omgcommerce.com and click on guides under resources. And now, back to the show. I am absolutely thrilled. I have two rock stars joining me on this webinar. And as a a quick intro, I'm Brett Curry, CEO of OMG Commerce. I'm also the host of the e-commerce evolution podcast. Bit of an advertising junkie. I love search marketing and shopping and YouTube. And so really excited to to share some insights with you guys today. But I want to intro these two rock stars that are here with me. And so I do have Mr. Matt. Slaymaker, and he is he is slaying it on the ad front. He's one of our lead Google and YouTube specialists here at OMG Commerce. So, have the privilege of working day in and day out with with Matt and watching him uh, manage campaigns and come up with brilliant marketing ideas. It's just really a lot of fun to work with him. And so, Matt, welcome to the webinar. Thanks for thanks for joining us. And uh, you want to give everybody just a brief background uh, about you and why you're excited to be sharing on this webinar.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and today it, it's awesome because it falls exactly on my one year anniversary here at OMG Commerce. So. Uh, Joined exactly one year ago, uh, but been doing digital marketing for about four years now. Um, Got my start doing full funnel marketing. So every channel, um, every platform, Facebook, Google, um, SEO, building websites, all that stuff. Um, But really had more fun with the Google Ads side of things. Um, That's the side where especially that holiday time period gets uh, really exciting, really dynamic, and just wanted to fully live that life. Um, So yeah, glad to be here and uh, happy to talk about some holiday shopping.
0: Yeah, Matt's very creative, and and he is working with some of our large YouTube spenders and just doing a fantastic job. And so, so Matt, glad you're here, buddy. And and then also, you know, we're not supposed to play favorites, and we don't always play favorites at OMG, but I think it's human nature that you play favorites on occasion. Uh, Vanessa Carvajal, she is our agency development manager, or ADM from Google. We know a lot of wonderful people at Google, um, love being a Google premier partner. Vanessa's one of our favorites, though. She's incredibly bright. And so she's going to be talking about some of the latest and greatest from Google. And it's always great to have somebody from Big G here on the webinar. So, Vanessa, welcome. Why don't you give everybody your background and why you're excited to be talking holiday prep with us.
2: Thank you so much. Always so fun to join and get get the and compliments really appreciate it Brett I love working with OMG commerce you guys are really strategic in your approach and so it's always great to partner with uh with the agency as forward thinking as omg Um, a little bit about myself i've been at google for a little over a year now uh, with past experience in in different ad tech companies and really excited to be here to talk about holiday shopping today you know i love q4 in the holiday season both as a consumer as well as on the ad side of the business i love helping businesses just maximize this peak opportunity so super excited to be here and talk to you a little bit about the latest and greatest from google
0: Fantastic. All right, guys, with that, let's dive right in. So let's kind of set the stage a little bit. What what are we expecting for holiday 2021, right? In in kind of this pandemic, post-pandemic world, what do we expect? Things are a little bit crazy, right? Uh, last year in 2020, we saw a massive COVID bump. E-commerce went through the roof, really the only thing holding e-commerce back was supply chain and inventory and and log jams with, with delivery and and shipping and stuff like that. Um, now though we have the world at the time, at least that we're uh, doing this live. And then, you know, if you're watching the replay when we're recording this, um, you know, things are opening up, right? So so physical stores are open and people are traveling. And I just, we got on a plane with our whole family recently and it was packed. And so people are going places. And, you know, uh, Amazon just did their Q2 earnings not long ago. Uh, and, you know, they didn't meet their expectations. They still grew 27%, but they didn't meet the expectations that they had or the expectations that Wall Street had. And so there's this slowdown in growth, which is a weird way to say it, but e-commerce is still growing but slowing down, right? Last year was crazy, breakneck growth, You know, multiple years of growth packed into one. And now we're getting more back to normal growth paces. So we, we should still have a record year, but growth is going to, to slow. Uh, this is kind of what we're looking at. So this is from eMarketer. And it's still, you know, uh, 2021 is still going to be a huge year, bigger than last year, but maybe only about 11% growth, right? Where last year was 32% growth globally for e-commerce so still double digit growth but not the kind of growth that we're used to right and so when you have numbers like that when e-commerce as a whole is growing at a much slower pace i believe there's going to be some merchants that may end up being flat right depending on how you craft your strategy and depending on what your inventory levels are like and things like that I think there will be some merchants that don't have a great holiday 2021 or maybe a f- completely flat holiday 2021 versus 2020. And so what we want to hopefully help you do is at least from the marketing and advertising standpoint, set yourself up to have a great year, the best year that you can have. And, and then a couple other interesting things, uh, and it's going to come as no surprise, right? M- mobile is growing. And I do remember back in the day when these numbers were, were reversed, right? So I've been doing this a long time, started in SEO in 2004 and search marketing shortly thereafter. But I do remember when it was like, whoa, you know, mobile purchases are going to be like 25% of total sales, right? And now it's three quarters, right? So this this will be the first year that mobile purchases will approach and, and potentially exceed of e-commerce sales. And so we're all used to this mobile-first world, and Google said mobile-first years ago, right? So it's not a surprise. But just remembering that, man, we got to get our ads right when we're thinking YouTube ads, we're thinking search ads, we're thinking these experiences, we're thinking images for Google Shopping, we're thinking promotions, whatever. We do have to think, what is the mobile environment like for this? And so this is just interesting, it's exciting. I think it actually... Uh, speeds up purchases as well if someone actually does like to purchase on their phone. Because you remember back in the day, people would research on their phone and then purchase on desktop, and that just slowed everything down. Now we're purchasing on our phones in uh, way higher quantities than than on desktop, which is super exciting. And and here's... here's And on that,
1: more than than ever before, because... I feel like all of us are kind of guilty of um, thinking of everything through that desktop lens. We, we work at our desktop, we browse these websites on our desktop. More than ever before, you need to be thinking of uh, your marketing from a mobile-first perspective. Not uh, how this also affects mobile, but first and foremost, how is mobile uh, optimized? Your website needs to be snappy and responsive and first optimized for mobile before anything else. Um, and then your offers, everything kind of has to go based off of that, not the reverse. So,
0: yeah, totally agree. And and it is one of those things where we all know that, right? You hear that it's not a surprise and it's not not earth shattering. But just like you said, we're all working on our desktops and we're reviewing things on desktop, and so we we get in the mode and we forget, and so we we can't forget, right? So uh, I do love this this image. If you can see the watermarked image here, uh, I, I am a coffee connoisseur. If you listen to the podcast, if you know me, you know that. But uh, digital ad spend going to get frothy. It's going to be frothy this year, and I'll tell you why we think that. Uh, one, you know, digital ad spend always goes up in Q4. Competition gets pretty gnarly, and so as we look at the earlier parts of 2020, uh, so take Prime Day as an example, and although that's mostly the Amazon ecosystem, I still think there's a correlation. As we look at other big holidays like Mother's Day and a few other holidays that, that are big for some of our advertisers, we've seen ad costs creep up 20 25% in some cases. On Prime Day and around Prime Day, ads were up 25% and even a little bit higher in some cases. When we looked at holiday 2020 versus 2019, we saw the same thing, ad costs up 20 25%. So we're expecting kind of the same thing, and that just means more people fighting for that attention, more people fighting for those eyeballs. And if you have to now pay 25% more, you know, to get the same ROAS you got last year, you either need to get 25% higher conversion rate or you need to bump your AOV or, or something, right? And so we're going to talk about some strategies about how to make every dollar count for your ad spend this holiday season, but just know things are going to be competitive. And then I won't, I won't go through this in, in great detail, but... You know, right now, as we're as you're kind of watching this, it's it's probably in that that mid-August range, right? So uh, this is when we're like checking feed health and making sure our conversion tracking is right, and kind of getting all the, the data together. We're reviewing our holiday budgets, right? We've already gone through calls with a lot of our clients, mapping out what should Q4 spend like, and what are our ROAS targets, and and even mapping out certain weeks and what we should be doing, um, right? We should be revisiting some of our automated strategies in August and September, and and then. You know, kind of mid-September and beyond, we're really taking what we've learned so far and applying that and, and looking at, you know, how do we adjust budgets potentially. And then that goes on into the holiday season. We'll talk about that uh, as we go. So just a little bit about OMG Commerce. If you're not familiar, uh, we're in the top couple percent of Google Premier Partners uh, we're a team of 50 now, so 50 and growing. Uh, as I mentioned, I'm Brett Karim, the CEO. Uh, I also wrote The Ultimate Guide to Google Shopping, so we'll talk about Google Shopping some in this presentation. I've been a Google Shopping uh, junkie for years now. Uh, Shopify actually uh, published that um, guide that, that I wrote. We spend a lot on YouTube ads, so we're going to be sharing with you a lot of what we're seeing working right now on YouTube, and it is based on real data, real results, our actual client campaigns, and not just theory or, or ideas. And so uh, with that, we also did make uh, Inc. Best Workplaces uh, two years, and I think think 5,000 for, for three or four years, I'm not sure. Uh, but anyway, so pr- proud of the agency, proud of the growth that our, our team has uh, achieved. So let's dive in. Let's talk about these seven ways to maximize sales for the holiday shopping season. So number one, we do want to go full funnel, right? We want to think full funnel, but we need to be flexible, Right? So we want to reach people at every stage of the shopping journey, but we got to be flexible. So uh, I love this graphic. If you haven't seen this, I'll just outline this really quickly. You know, We do talk about the funnel a lot, and I just said it just now, and I'll, I'll reference it a few times in this presentation. Um, but the, the funnel concept is maybe too simplified in some cases, or it's maybe not 100% accurate. Uh, I really like this study. There's a study done by Think with Google where they talked about there are really two modes when someone is shopping, There's either this exploration mode or this evaluation mode. And exploration is kind of expansive. It's where we're looking for ideas and we're looking for things. We're trying to find out, like, what do I buy dad for Christmas? Or what do I buy my wife for Christmas? Because I'm bad at thinking of Christmas gift ideas, right? Or or how do I I go about my holiday shopping? Or then when we find something, we're digging in and we're evaluating this feature versus that feature. These reviews versus those reviews. And so, kind of understanding those modes and understanding where do we, where can we best interject our message and our offer to the right person along the way, and so the different channels we have at our disposal, YouTube, Google Shopping, Google Display Network, these all fit into different places along that journey very nicely. And so, we talk about an approach called AMP or Accelerated Marketing Portfolios, and we say you don't just need better ads; you need to get amped. And so, we think about our campaigns working together, right, like in an investment portfolio it's not just about how individual things are doing, but it's how it's working collectively together. And we'll kind of break some of that down uh, as we go. And so thinking about these stages, right? Awareness to consideration to purchase to hopefully being a loyal advocate and buying again and, and, and referring people to your, your business. Now, what's interesting about the holiday shopping season is sometimes someone can go from awareness it's a consideration to purchase in the same day, right? If you're like me, sometimes you procrastinate in buying your holiday gifts, and so then you got to really uh, uh, hustle to get it done, right? Other times it can take a few weeks, but it's usually still a condensed period during the holiday shopping season, but we still do need a little bit different message at those different stages, right? And so uh, the kind of the key here, and the main point that I want to emphasize here is while people are in buying mode while conversion rates are up, while people are saying, I got to buy a gift right now, right? If I buy a gift and I deliver it on December 27th, that's not cool, right? I got I to have it there on December 25th. That's the holiday you celebrate, right? Right? It's got to be there on time. And so people are ready to buy now. So reach those new shoppers as best as you can, but be ready to shift budgets because we just talked about the the frothy ad environment a little bit ago, what if costs go up on a particular day? 30%, 35%. Now you're in a place where maybe it doesn't make sense to run top-of-funnel ads at that inflated ad cost for that period of time when ads are when ad costs are, are inflated. So be ready to shift budgets, right? So often remarketing is 15 to 50% of your overall budget. But we may find days, let's just take the Cyber 5 as an example, that Thanksgiving window to Cyber Monday, there may be some days in there when you say, we can't duke it out with all of the big guys advertising right now. We need to focus on our remarketing audiences, and we need to, we need to really push that and, and be efficient during this time. We'll build our lists early in the season. We'll go remarketing during these hotter periods, and, and we'll look at some list building and some things like that here in, in, in just a minute. And so then, um, you know, yeah, for some of your busiest days, maybe it's going to exceed 50%. Remarketing may exceed 50% of your spend on any given day. And so just keeping that in mind, hey, we still want to go after new people with YouTube, and we still want to go after new people with search and shopping, but we may need to shift down funnel a little bit in our most competitive days, the days that are that are our most uh, competitive and when ad costs go up the most. And so very much related to this, uh, let's talk about building lists. So this is number two in the seven ways to maximize sales. And so Matt Slaymaker, why don't you take it over and talk through uh, how to build lists, what lists to build and how to go about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you want to make sure your lists are plenty large enough and they're dynamic and they're segmented um, once you get to that holiday season. If you're getting right up to the week of Christmas and now's the point where you're starting to think about, hey, I need to build up my list, it's probably too late at that point. Um, so there's all sorts of different uh, types of lists that you can build out, and we'll talk about this. Uh, but this is where you know lead generation and quality traffic generation uh, feeds into your e-commerce remarketing success. Um, So, what list are we referring to? Um, There's all sorts. So first, let's talk about um, email lists. So having a properly segmented email list that you can send offers to um, is an absolute must during the holidays. Um, What can some of these uh, segments look like, you may ask? Um, So some segments of your email list could be all subscribers, so everyone who's on your email list uh, but haven't bought yet. This is uh, likely where the majority of your volume is gonna be. Um, Then you could have another segment for um, all buyers that are segmented by product category. Um, So this is a great segment to have uh, if you're trying to do any sort of cross-selling. So maybe they bought one product category of yours, but they haven't bought anything else yet. Let's get in front of them with that type of stuff. Um, Repeat buyers. Um, We call these our VIPs, right? Um, Brand loyalty is a very powerful thing. Um, If you're a business that makes its money from lifetime value of customers, um, then being able to retarget your previous purchasers via email is going to be an extremely easy win. Um, But users are not just going to want to give their email address away to just any brand. right? Um, Users are being bombarded with emails uh, from brands left and right nowadays, um, so you can't just expect them to come to your website and immediately just give you their list because you asked for it. Um, First look to provide them with some sort of value um, or give them some sort of an exclusive offer to entice them to give you that list uh, or give you that email address. Um, So here's some tactics that uh, I know work really, really well for some e-commerce brands. Um, One is a new customer discount pop-up. So we've all visited these types of websites where after 5, 10 seconds, um, we receive a enter your email address for 10% off of your first order. Um, While many of us are going to disregard these um, because we're not interested, we get annoyed by pop-ups, whatever, um, there's vast numbers of people um, who are very quick to jump on this offer. Um, Anything they can do to get any sort of discount, they're going to take it. Um, And then they're going to stick around on their email list um, just for the opportunity to see more exclusive offers. Um, Another really great tactic that I've seen a lot of brands use Uh, are quizzes. So quizzes can be fun or they can be serious, Um, but quizzes have been proven to be an extremely effective uh, method for collecting these email addresses. Um, In certain industries, like skincare, for example, I've seen these pop up a lot more frequently. Um, There's this brand called uh, Proven Skincare, for example, where if you uh, visit their website, you're not actually gonna have the option to shop right away. They want you to take their quiz, and then they provide a uh, custom skincare routine just for you. While that's not for everybody, that's more of an extreme example, that just shows how valuable they find those email lists uh, and email addresses to really be. Um, so try to find out what that uh, kind of combination is, how you can provide some sort of value to the user in order for them to uh, wanna provide that email list for you. Um, and the same thing goes for SMS, um, so text message marketing. Um, uh, so in, in, on our next slide, uh, one thing that we, um uh, uh, or actually uh, the slide after that as well, um, if you're looking for any ways that we can um, you know, build, you know, find some ways to improve your SMS game, um, text message marketing, um, check out this uh, podcast that Brett recorded with um, Ari Baga uh, from Mart. Um Really great tips there uh, for how you can uh, try to take that to the next level. Uh, but text message marketing and email marketing is typically going to be your uh, most efficient remarketing channel uh, across the board. Um, the cost to send a bunch of emails out is going to be really cheap. Um, And the return on that uh, is typically very high. Um, So look to max that out as much as you can. Um, And then from there, I also want to talk about just your remarketing list in general. So this is uh, people who visited your website, uh, people who uh, maybe added something to their cart. Um, so typically, we like to uh, split up our email list of people who've um, visited your website within 30 days, um, 60 days, 90 days, but you can take this to whatever uh, level it needs to be. So if you get a lot of traffic to your website and you want to be hitting on people who visited your website within three days, you'll have the option uh, to create that type of list. Um, If you want to reach back to somebody all the way back to 540 days, um, you can do that. Is that going to work as well as a three-day audience? Maybe not. Um, So what works best for your business is kind of up to you, and you have to test those things out and figure out what works best. Um, But there's all sorts of segments that you can try out. Typically, we see abandoned carts see the best efficiency, but the volume is going to be a lot lower. Um, so you got to figure out between efficiency and scale, um, what are your goals and how can you use
0: these in combination to achieve them? Awesome, love that. And the other audience to really consider is a viewed video audience, right? So we're going to talk about YouTube and if you hopefully you attended or watched our, our YouTube virtual event that Matt, and actually Matt and Vanessa were on that event as well. So go back and watch that. The replay is still available. As you're going after cold traffic or prospects, through YouTube, you can also build viewed video audiences, right? These are people that have engaged with your video content, and now you can target them in search. You can target them with new video ads. There's all kinds of ways you can target those viewed video audiences, and that's the type of audience sometimes you need to lean into when things get extra frothy or extra expensive in the in the ad uh, exchanges or the auctions. So if you're building those audiences in August, September, October, then in the real Uh, competitive parts of November and December, now you can lean into those lists and drive your ad costs down and also drive conversion rates up. So build those lists now.
1: Because I mean, typically what we see, and this is really any brand, uh, those remarketing CPAs, those customer acquisition costs are going to be half or to one third of the cost of that cold traffic. Um, Once we get to that holiday season, everyone's seeing all sorts of brands that they've never heard of before. So establishing that trust and uh, getting in front of people early um,
0: is quintessential. Yep, 100%. All right. So build those lists. And and yes, shout out to Uh, My buddy, Ari Baga, go check out that that episode. Lots of great advice on building lists. So let's then uh, kind of transition to point number three, and that is delivering the right offer at the right time. Right When we're shopping around the holidays, we expect an offer. We expect deals to a certain degree, although it's going to be a little bit different this year, and I'll explain why uh, in just a second. But uh, people are expecting both deals, right? And Most people don't want to pay full retail in most cases, and they expect relevant messaging, right? On-point messaging that relates to the holiday season and what people are thinking and experiencing. Now, I, you know, get some price tags here, 50% off deals, you know, buy one, get one, stuff like that. We don't have to do that. And I do believe this year we'll potentially see fewer deep discounts, right? We saw this during Prime Day and during some other holidays earlier in the year, Mother's Day, Father's Day, things like that, because inventory is an issue, right? There's still supply chain issues in China. And so when inventory is a little bit scarce, retailers don't discount. And when nobody's really discounting, then consumers just buy what's there, right? So I don't think there's going to be a ton of deep discounting this year, but people still do expect deals. Be, there will be deals, obviously, and on-point messaging, So holiday messaging, we want to address people's concerns, right? And so uh, here's the way we approach this, right? You want to motivate customers. You want to motivate them to buy from you and choose your product over everybody else. But you also want to protect your brand, right? We don't want to go too deep in our discounts that all we're doing is just eroding profits. And we're still getting the same number of people to buy that we would have got if we hadn't discounted as much. So Now we're just hurting our bottom line. But we don't want to miss sales, right? The other thing we got to think about is convenience, This is part of what's been driving e-commerce for years, right? That, hey, I can make an order today and in a couple days or next day or same day with Amazon in some cases, I can get that package delivered, lean into, into convenience. And so what do customers want right now? Of course, we want fast shipping, we want guaranteed shipping. That's a huge deal, especially as we get later in the season into December, into those later weeks, how can we lean into guaranteed ship times? You know, Amazon's always been a master of this, where if you're on a product detail page, they say order within X number of hours, you'll get it at this time. Well, we can't all be that sophisticated, but we can offer guaranteed ship times to be delivered prior to Christmas or in time for the holidays, that type of thing. Also bundles, you know, for convenience. How about you assemble a gift bundle to make it easy for someone to look like a hero around the holidays? I'm going to give you some examples here. Let's dive into some real merchant examples. These are these are my buddies at, at Groove Rings. And so they did a deal last year where they offered a free mystery ring, right? I think this was brilliant around the holidays or really around any time. But they're basically saying, hey, buy a ring. So you're buying a, a ring for your significant other. And they say, hey, but get a mystery ring as well. So buy one, get a mystery ring. What they were also doing as they were kind of getting rid of some inventory, right, that was, that was unsold, But it was a great buy one, get one. But it's a mystery ring, so they can choose whatever ring they want to put in the bundle. Kind of fun. Doesn't diminish the quality or the perception of the brand. You also have to remember that a lot of people are looking for ideas. Some people value good ideas and getting the right gift higher than getting a great deal. Right and, and I fall into this category for sure. I want good ideas. I want to buy a gift for my wife, for my kids. that makes them light up, right? But sometimes I don't always have great ideas. So uh, this is one of our clients, Original Grand Watches. Just giving ideas, hey, for that hard-to-buy-for guy, here are some options. Here are some options that might be good for them. Native uh, of the owner and also a client. Love the, the ad. This is some, an ad campaign we ran last year. But, hey, need stocking stuffers? You know, deodorant doesn't make the best primary gift, right? If all you get someone is deodorant, I'm not sure what kind of message that is sending them. But, and then they sell more of the deodorants, body wash and, and toothpaste, and a variety of other things, uh, skin, uh, sunscreen and stuff. But hey, we all need stocking stuff for ideas, right? So that's really where native fits in. So this is understanding how their product and their brand fits into the holidays and then being helpful, being useful. Because if they just flashed a holiday sale and deodorant, Somebody might not have thought stocking stuffers, right? Even though it's a simple idea, people might not have thought of it. So help them out, and and this is one of those things. Again, back to original grand, you know, give him a gift he'll cherish forever. And this kind of ad can work with or without a discount. Now they were doing up to forty percent off for this, but it can work even without a discount. Uh, sometimes, depending on your brand and depending on the way you operate, a really mild discount can work. So, boom by Cindy Joseph, longtime client. Shout out Cesar Firestone they don't do sales very often at all. And so around the holidays, they will do 10% off. And even though it's not a big discount, it feels big to their client base because they know that Boom does not discount much. And it yields huge results without eroding profits, which is key. So uh, guaranteed shipping, free shipping, social proof, some of those elements are really critical anytime, but especially around the holidays. So that guaranteed ship time, Plus, the social proof I think is really important during the holidays because we don't want to make a bad gift-buying decision, right? We don't want to buy the wrong thing. We don't want to buy something that the person doesn't like or ends up breaking or isn't good or whatnot. So social proof is really powerful and important even in our holiday ads. So cruising around long, let's talk about number four, filling in the gaps in our search and shopping approach. Love this section uh, this is one of the things, that, and I really uh, one of the things that's happened recently is as I was fourteen, has kind of become you know subject number one for a lot of marketers and advertisers, and and their issues with with Facebook and sometimes challenges with YouTube and things like that. People have really gotten into search and shopping again. Like search and shopping are, are sexy again. Uh, when when before they maybe weren't the hot topics uh, like they were back in the early days of, of digital ads. Now it's it's super hot again. So a couple things to think about. You know, uh, And I mentioned I wrote the ultimate guide to Google Shopping. We'll link to it uh, in, in the, the the replay page and stuff. But uh, consider something like surfaces across Google, right? And this, this is easy to take advantage of if you're running smart shopping or if you expand into other networks with your shopping campaign. And Vanessa's going to talk about smart shopping in a minute. But, you know, shopping ads have always been some of the highest return on ad spend, some of the most clicked ads. Shoppers love them, retailers love them, agencies love them. Uh, But Google realized, hey, this is a good experience for shoppers and for advertisers. So let's start putting Google shopping ads in other places. So this is actually in the YouTube mobile app. I'm watching videos about football, but here's an ad for Eddie Bauer Coats, right? I was searching for those uh, prior. Um, So think about uh, surfaces across Google. Also, now there's some free listings, right? There's some free listings in the Google Shopping tab and in a few other places where as long as you just have a feed, with Google Merchant Center, these free listings could show up. Now, you wanna pay for the best placements and to really get a lot of traffic, but get an optimized feed and opt in to the free listings. It's additional traffic. You may as well get it. We, we've seen studies that show maybe an extra 3 to 5% bump with the free listing traffic. And so, why not do it? And so, where could those show up? Uh, they can show up in the images tab, they can show up in the shopping tab. You know, the, the key places, again, are, are paid, but there's free listings below that, which is which is great. So inside Merchant Center, as you kind of select your options, the surfaces across Google will allow you to get those free listings, so make sure that checkbox is, is enabled. And then sur- uh, Shopping actions, it's not always available, and that that, that program has changed just a little bit, but that allows you to do the, what's called buy on Google. Uh, but for sure, for the holidays, I would look at getting those free listings turned on. Uh, one of the other things to consider is, hey, if we are offering a discount of any kind, Let's use promotional text. Let's either use a promotion inside Merchant Center or let's add a promotional price to our feed so that it shows up like this in the search results. So if I'm looking for running shoes, and I'm buying running shoes for my wife or my daughter, and I know what she wants, and I see these ads like that Adidas ad and that Asics ad with the sale on there, and it's got the original price marked out, the sale, sales price there, that's pretty compelling. That's a pretty compelling ad to click. Here's kind of a zoomed-in version of that. And and so this can either be a discount, just like we're seeing here, which is my preference. I like just seeing the discount, and then you click in, and you can just buy it at that discounted price. But you can also do uh, a coupon, and and this shows up uh, with the discounted price, the X percentage off, but you click on it, and you have to copy that promo code and then and then use it on the site to get that deal. That works well also. So these are set up inside Merchant Center to build your, your promotional pricing or your holiday promotions. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about in relationship to maximizing search and shopping is RLSAs, is a remarketing list for search ads. So this goes back to what Matt was talking about with our remarketing list. We can take any of those remarketing lists, a 30-day all-site visitors, a 60-day product page viewer, uh, a 540-day site visitor, exclude converters, whatever, we we can do whatever we want here basically but then we're targeting those people when they search again on Google. Because what we'll find is there may be people that even have bought from us in the past and they either don't know about a new product we've offered or maybe they forgot about us. And so now they're going to Google to search for something. We want to make sure that our ad shows for them. And so here's a quick snapshot from Boom by Cindy Joseph, Ezra's company. This is a shopping campaign. And this this shopping campaign was only targeting a remarketing list for search ads. So a lot of these people had been to the Boom site before, maybe even purchased from Boom before, but now they're going to Google and they're searching for skin cream or mascara or something like that. We want to for sure show our ad to them. So in this case, you know, our CPAs are about $5.78, whereas, you know, the, the goal for Boom is often like a $60 cost per conversion for cold traffic, around $20, for remarketing audiences, but this RLSA campaign, $5.78 cost per conversion and about 863% ROAS. So you can't beat that. And some of these sales we would have lost if we didn't have this campaign because people were going and searching for generic terms part of the time there in, in the shopping resort. and
1: and where, where I find RLSA campaigns to be particularly useful um, is, is when it comes to non-branded searches so that exactly. shopping campaign that he just showed, um, a big mix of what's coming through there are non-branded searches um, what RLSA campaigns prove is the impact that brand awareness has um, on your conversion rate. If people are familiar with you, if they've heard of you somewhere, maybe they saw a YouTube ad, been to your website at some point, they're much more likely to convert than if they've never heard of you before, um, so that kind of ties into what we'll talk about a little later in terms of how driving awareness and everything early on can be super important because you feed those RLSA campaigns and make them more and more effective.
0: Yeah, then you can really lean into them, and and yeah, a lot. Of, it's, it's counterintuitive, I think, to some people. They think, "Oh, well, I don't need to target people that have been to my site before. They've been to my site before," but. Yeah, but now they're in Google searching for a generic term. They're not searching for you. They're searching for a generic term. So, But make sure your ad is there because if they know you, like Matt said, they're more likely to convert. So lots more here. I'm going to transition and, and turn it over to you, Vanessa. So let's talk about really what's become one of my favorite topics, but you discussed it and, and covered it so much better than I do, uh, dynamic search ads. And so why don't you take it away and talk dynamic search ads and and smart shopping and a couple other fun things that are available to us right now.
2: Yeah, I would love to. Let me go ahead and share that with
0: you. And this is one of those tools too that it you know whenever Google launches something new, there's lots of research, lots of data behind it, right? Amazing data scientists and, and AI scientists behind it. But it also gets better over time, right? Things like like Target return on ads, which has been around for a long time now, got better over time. Dynamic search ads getting better over time. This is a very, very powerful tool. It was cool from the beginning. It's super, super cool now. So why don't, why don't you dive in, Vanessa.
2: Yeah, I'm super excited to be talking to you all about dynamic search ads and and really just to to be talking about the holiday. I know, Brett, you mentioned that uh, growth is slowing, but we do expect consumers to spend more across the board, across discretionary and uh, non-discretionary categories. So uh, we're really expecting consumers to spend more this year. And uh, Deloitte actually just uh, released a study on June 30th of this year, so just over a month ago, um, that that shows that. And, And so we're there's really going to be an opportunity for uh, businesses, for advertisers to uh, really increase their sales over last year. And I think we're seeing this phenomenon that you might've heard of, of revenge spending. So we've seen um, a lot of savings in, in certain uh, countries and uh, across certain populations in the last year, just because people weren't going places as much, they weren't shopping as much. And so um, there's really this kind of phenomenon of revenge spending that folks are eager to to go out and, and uh, use those savings. So really excited to talk about some ways that you can leverage uh, Google Ads during the holidays to capture some of that increased spend. So first, we'll talk about dynamic search ads. So why do we care about dynamic search ads? Well, we know that in the ecosystem has become more complex, right? We have voice search, for example, that's increasing the complexity. Um, people are searching for items in new ways that they have before. Uh, there's new queries. So this stat always kind of boggles my mind every time I, I speak to it. But 15% of searches on Google.com are brand new every day. So that's, that means that we can't predict uh what's gonna be searched any given day. And we need to be able to be flexible and kind of automate that so that we're making sure that we're capturing all these new queries. Uh, and then lastly, we know that the user journey has become more complex than ever and search is no longer just a lower funnel channel. In fact, uh, 60% of searches are now on more upper funnel. You talked about earlier, Brett, when the uh, different parts of the consumer journey, when we're searching, kind of discovering what we're looking for and we're in that exploratory phase, right? So search has become also this tool for Upper Funnel as well. So we need to uh, really make sure that we're reaching our potential customers at the right time with the right search queries. So we wanna make sure that we're future proofing uh, using dynamic search ads, which allow you to really reach users at the right moment with the right ad content And I'll kind of go into how they do that. So first of all, we'll be able to maximize coverage both on new traffic and on existing managed keywords. Uh, You'll be able to automate that long tail to get the best performance and ensure auction presence. So not just your primary strong hitter campaigns, but even the long tail, you can automate that and make sure that you're getting coverage even across those uh, campaigns that you don't have the time to go into every single day. Uh, You'll be able to expand into new markets rapidly. So uh, dynamic search ads really automates this and allows you to do this without all the heavy lifting. Uh, and it also just uh, really reduces the effort of campaign management and closing those gaps. Uh, so, what this really leads to is more relevant business queries that you may not have been targeting. So, we'll cover more queries. 85% of search terms targeted by dynamic search ads are new and incremental. So that's a massive amount. Uh, you'll save time by delivering a personalized ad that's dynamic and generated uh, based on the relevant landing pages. And so that really drives performance that's personalized without having to go in and do that manually. And of course, you'll be driving more perf- uh, higher performance. So compared to the average non-brand uh, campaign, DSAs targeting uh, generally lowers CPAs. So it's not a surprise that we're seeing this really big uptick in performance. So we're seeing 15% more clicks, 35% higher CTR, 29% higher uh, conversion volume, and 10% lower CPAs. And again, this is comparing to a non-brand, um, non-DSA, like a standard search. So uh, really seeing a big uptick here. So uh, on average, we're seeing a 9% uplift in overall revenue and search budget utilization is optimized by 5%, which is really, really important during the holidays. We need to make sure that we're utilizing all that budget. It's end of the year. It's usually like if you don't use it, you're missing out on all these conversions at the peak time. So want to make sure that we're uh, utilizing that budget optimized. And uh, Matt, did you have a comment there? I did. That uh, increase in
1: the uh, click-through rate is always something that DSA has done really, really well. Um, When I first launched uh, DSAs a couple of years ago, um, immediately you would see a big boost in that click-through rate. Um, And the reason for that is it just... It tailors the ad very specifically to what somebody searched for. So that headline is automated and it's going to customize that based on what somebody searched for and it's going to tailor that a lot more than you might be able to just manually through creating an ad. Um, But what's improved over the years is, like Vanessa mentioned, that CPA, um, the conversion rates, everything. It seems to be getting better and better uh, about making sure that the headlines it serves, the landing page that it decides to send the user to um, is more and more relevant um, and continuing to learn from itself so
2: awesome thanks matt yeah i would love to hear the kind of on the ground uh, also experience from our awesome partners at omg we really leverage their expertise too to get feedback on on how to best use these tools since they're always you know really uh using these as best as possible Um, so another great topic that i wanted to cover here is about uh bidding so We talked about dynamic search ads, how that's going to help with uh, your coverage, making sure we're getting in front of users despite the the new queries that are coming up every day. Um, Obviously, budgets are another big piece of your strategy. And the last piece in this trifecta is really smart bidding. So uh, smart bidding is really the cornerstone of any successful search strategy. We're seeing that uh, over 70% of Google advertisers are using auto-bidding strategies, and that's because they're just so powerful. They utilize Google's machine learning and AI to provide the best bid for your goals at the right time, specific to every user, every auction. And so there's really not a better way to optimize your budget and utilize that most effectively than using smart bidding. So when you couple smart bidding with dynamic search ads, you'll let automation really do that heavy lifting for you. So you can focus on priority tests. We know that our marketing teams are more strapped than ever for time. So by automating some of these manual tasks, you'll allow them to really focus on the bigger picture strategies, right? Uh, And and that it was important things that a machine has not quite learned how to do yet. And so um, when you put dynamic search ads together with smart bidding, you're able to really just capture the full opportunity um, of that automation allows us to capture. And lastly, wanted to go into Smart Shopping campaigns, one of Brett's favorite topics, I know. So really excited to talk about that. If you haven't leveraged Smart Shopping campaigns yet, uh, you will definitely want to tune in and make sure you're leveraging these during the holiday season.
0: So, and it was one of those um, things, I will to interject really quickly, Vanessa. It was one of yeah. those things where, you know, like 2016, 17, 18, I was super excited about Google Shopping. Whenever I'd speak at an event, it was usually about uh, Google Shopping. And then it wasn't that Google Shopping got boring, but it just kind of like, felt like there weren't a whole lot of innovations. And then Smart Shopping came along. And I got to say, I was a little apprehensive about it. I wasn't in love with it in the beginning, uh, but now Smart Shopping is pretty fantastic. So it gets my full stamp of approval. All right. Uh, so anyway, yeah, t- take it away. <laughs> so. oh,
2: well, I'm glad that uh, we really were able to kind of knock your socks off with, the, with Smart Shopping. <laughs> and uh, I think it, it definitely warrants that. For sure. What we're seeing is on average more than a 30% increase in conversion value than when using standard shopping campaigns with a target ROAS, a target return on ad spend bidding strategy. So um, that's kind of baseline that we're seeing improvements. And on weekends like Black Friday, when we have these peak seasons, it's even uh, higher than that. So we really know that this works and helps us capture that increased demand. Uh, and smart shopping campaigns are um, the reason they work so well is they meet customers where they feel comfortable shopping. So across uh, a bunch of the Google inventory sources like search, display, YouTube, and Gmail all from one campaign, and then um, it'll hit them with the right with the right format and at the right time using our um, smart bidding algorithms. And so it's a really powerful tool. Uh, and it really uses this maximized conversion bidding or conversion value bidding strategy. So what that really means is for your budget, we're gonna maximize the amount of revenue that we're driving for your business. And so that is what we're optimizing towards as a baseline. In addition to that, you can set an optional uh, target return on ad spend goal. So that'll really help with that efficiency play. If you know you need to hit a 5X return on ad spend or something of the the sort, you can go ahead and and put that in. Conversely, if you know that you just want a really high uh, visibility or you're just trying to maximize uh, sales through the end of the year, you can leave uh, the the kind of target ROAS off. So that's really up to you. Um, And you can even vary that across campaigns if you have some products that you have uh, different kind of goals for. So it's a really dynamic tool. And last year, we also launched our new customer acquisition uh, bidding for Smart shopping as well. So what this does is allows you to tell our um, algorithm that, hey, I value new customers at X you know, x amount over existing customers. And the reason for that is that we know the, the lifetime value of a customer, if they're new, is going to be higher than a repeat customer on average. And so it will take this in conjunction with the uh, The revenue that's coming from that customer and allow us to kind of bid more aggressively for these new customers. So it's a really powerful tool that uh, we've seen a lot of success with. And lastly, I want to leave you with just a few uh, last tips on how to prepare and plan for the holiday season. So there's just kind of four main um, themes here. So the first being holiday campaign segmentation. So if you want to prioritize certain products or certain types of products during the holiday season, you can create a separate smart shopping campaign for those items. You can set a lower return on ad spend target, like we spoke about, which will help you maximize visibility for these products in the weeks leading up to peak period. So we kind of talked about generating that demand, generating those lists early. This is kind of in line with that if you wanted to um, really highlight some products ahead of the holiday season. Uh, And then a second tip is featuring the holiday products. Um, You can use custom labels in your feed to signal that the product is a high priority. So an example with this would be bestseller, high margin, a holiday product, something of that sort. And then you can use these labels to segment these products into separate campaigns with a separate budget. You can use different ROAS targeting, uh, for example, to really promote these at a different uh, different scale. Um, for example, a lower ROAS target will allow for increased visibility. Um, the third tip here is adjusting your bids and budgets. So, this will really depend on what your primary holiday strategy is. More conversions, you'll want to lower your ROAS target, or more efficiency, you'll want to increase your ROAS target. Um, so you really want to set your budgets to capture additional headroom during these peak periods. Um, you want to make sure that if you're consistently spending your entire daily budget, adding more budget will allow you like more people to see your ads and drive more conversions, right? This is really important during the holiday season. It, um, you know, it's not all year that we can get this type of high sales. So we want to make sure that if we're hitting those daily budgets, we're really maximizing our opportunity there. And then the last piece is seasonality adjustments. So these should really only be used um, by advanced marketers, advanced advertisers in uh, during the holidays when there's a really short window with uh, a big spike in sales. So Typically, this would be a window of less than three days, and when we see conversions increase by 30% or so, um, that's a time when you can leverage seasonality adjustments. Otherwise, our automated fitting um, algorithms will be able to account for any other fluctuations that aren't quite as drastic. And that is kind of it for me.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Vanessa. Really good stuff. And, and yeah, uh, very much uh, loving smart shopping, and dynamic search ads, we uh, really see both of those strategies work uh, essentially every time we deploy them, right? And I, and I don't like to necessarily use that kind of absolute language, but and, unless there are issues, unless something is broken, both of those things work very, very well. So let's move on to way number five to maximize sales this holiday season. Matt Slaymaker, this is you, buddy. Take it away. Harnessing a ubiquitous... Big word. It's like college level (laughs) word. It is. I'm not not
1: even going to go for it. I'm just going (laughs) to skip. I'm going to skip right over that. Um, So earlier we talked about everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, So earlier we talked about how we build up our list, right? So this part is how do we put that to use? You know, we already built up our list. Now how do we, uh, you know, spread that list around and hit on different channels and everything? Um, so, one way that we see a lot of brands fall short during the holidays is that um, they're, they're not taking full advantage of uh, the visibility that they could be getting um, from some of these various channels. So, from YouTube to Display Network to Discovery, um, every channel has some strengths and weaknesses, um, which makes it better, some of those channels better for some brands than others. Um, so, where should you be running some of those remarketing campaigns? Um, First, we're gonna kick it off with discovery. So most of us are probably familiar with display ads. Um, That's whenever we uh, run some form of remarketing campaign, Um, that's the one that's been around for a long time. Um, That's typically what comes first to mind. Um, Discovery ads are a little bit different, so Um, where discovery ads typically are going to show up are YouTube, um, Gmail used to have dedicated Gmail campaigns now those are enveloped into uh, discovery campaigns Um, and then the Google discovery feed so you'll see these on your mobile Google app or something like that Um, These ads are great. They command a lot of attention, Um, they look really good, Um, and typically we've been seeing these perform 30 to 50% better than standard display ads um, when it comes to CPAs. Um, So what are some of the differences between discovery ads and display ads? What makes them work better? Um, So there's some differences in the creative, first and foremost. Um, Discovery ads allow you to use up to 40 characters in your headlines, um, whereas display ads only allow you to use 30. You might be thinking that doesn't sound like all that much, but when a marketer's trying to write some ads, that extra 10 characters can make a world of a difference. Um, so it, just that alone can really make the diff- a major difference in how you're trying to present and communicate your offer. Um, and what they also allow for is some additional cropping settings in terms of the photos that you're going to use. Um, so with uh, display ads, we typically can only use, a with a responsive display ad, for example, uh, can typically only use a landscape uh, image or a square image. Um, and it can adjust based on the placement that it's going for. Um, Whereas uh, discovery ads give us those two plus a uh, different size that's a little bit uh, skinnier. So it's like a landscape, but uh, vertical. So some would call that a skyscraper. Um, So we've been seeing these perform really, really well uh, just across the board. As mentioned earlier, uh, seeing those CPAs 30 to 50% lower and we're seeing that trend continue here into the future. Um, Every month, it seems like discovery ads are getting that much better um, so definitely something that you want to try out. Uh, the next one, something that we're probably all familiar with, is the Google Display Network. Um, so like I mentioned earlier, this is probably what most of us think about when we think of remarketing on Google. Um, and it's great. Google Display Network is really good. Um, is the The reach that you can potentially get with display is huge. Um, And the control that you guys can have uh, in terms of the audiences and the uh, websites that you choose your ads to show on uh, is very vast. So there's lots of combinations that you can uh, try out there. Um, so, there's all sorts of different types of uh, ads that you can create for Google Display Network. Um, so, what we recommend, though, are called responsive display ads, um, which are seen here. So, as you can see, each of these look a little bit different, but they're all feeding off of the same elements. Uh, so, we'll tell Google, hey, here's five headlines, here's five descriptions, and ten images, go to work. And it'll uh, customize those images Uh, And uh, headlines and uh, descriptions and find the combinations that are going to resonate and work best with users. Um, So when you plug them in, after a couple weeks, you're going to start seeing that Google tells you, hey, this one's working the best. Uh, This one is good, but not great. And then this one's a low performer. Over time, it's naturally going to start showing the combinations of the things that say that they're the best.
0: Um, And This this image with this headline, with this block of copy. And what's great about that is you can learn from that and then you can learn okay, these headlines didn't work, but these did, now I'm gonna iterate for my next round of tests based on what did and didn't work, which is really helpful. Absolutely,
1: and if you wanna have more control over your uh, ad copy, you still can absolutely design some ads um, and use those as just pure image ads. Um, But we've typically seen a lot better performance from these uh, responsive display ads. Um, Another type of uh, remarketing, so this kind of focused on the standard side, uh, another side of it's called dynamic remarketing. So this is where Google connects with your product feed, so all the products that you have uh, from Google Shopping. um, And it builds custom ads that are tailored to your shoppers based on what they were viewing on your website. Um, So if they viewed a particular product on the product page, um, and we were to click around, see a few more, uh, Google's going to start showing those products to the user um, based wherever they go. Uh, these typically perform great because uh, it's very tailored to what they were already interested in. If you were showing them something that they weren't looking at before, they might not act on it. But if you show them something that uh, is exactly what they were looking for, uh, typically we see really, really great performance from that. So, and and yeah, one yeah. last thing
0: I'll we'll mention here is You can also take video content, right? So we're going to talk about YouTube in just a second. You can also take video content and run it on the display network. So this example here from Boom, this ad is actually a YouTube ad. It's a YouTube video, but this ran on the Google Display Network. So the Google Display Network covers like 93% of the web or something like that. And so now you can have a video running on another site to your remarketing audience. And for Boom, that video ad on the Display Network was one of their top Display Network ads, so don't forget that option as well. And then Matt, last one here on on remarketing for this section, you want to talk YouTube?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So YouTube is great because this is our chance to uh, be in the spotlight uninterrupted, make your case to the user about why you're awesome. Uh, YouTube ads have that unique ability to stop users in their tracks um, and drive them to your site to go ahead and start shopping. Um, so, to us, no remarketing campaign structure is complete without at least some form of YouTube remarketing, but you've got to have creative for it, right? Um, not every video is going to work that well, and it's, what works on top of funnel might not work very well for remarketing. Um, so, you got to uh, work with your team, uh, develop some uh, videos that you feel really strongly about. Um, and put them out on YouTube. And in conjunction with what you run on Discovery and Display, um, all three of these channels can work really, really well together. Yeah, and
2: uh, speaking about creative, in our last YouTube event, we also uh, covered some of the best practices for YouTube creative. So if you're needing some inspiration, want to know what works well, go check out that video where you talk about the ABCDs of YouTube creative.
0: Yeah, and it's so important because, you know, creating a great YouTube ad is not complex it's not just something you can do if you've never done it, right, without the proper education. So understanding how a YouTube ad works is critical. And, and Vanessa had a great session in that YouTube event. Go back and watch that. We also have a guide that we'll talk about in a minute that will kind of help coach you and walk you through the process. Um, but, yeah, once you have that, YouTube is such an amazing platform, an amazing channel for both new customer acquisition but also for re-engagement, for closing the deal. It's just a super, super powerful Platform. So let's move on now to number six, and if you're watching the clock, uh, number six, we'll go into a little bit of detail on number seven super fast. We should be done close to right on time. But let's talk about leveraging what's new from YouTube. So again, if you want the full YouTube scoop, go back and watch that YouTube event. But let's talk a little bit about what's new on YouTube. We'll get a, we'll give a little bit of an overview too, beyond just what's what's new. But Matt, I'm going to let you kind of continue carrying the the torch here as we talk YouTube, and I'll pop in in a minute and talk about some new things.
1: Yeah, yeah, so we have a lot of merchants that come to us um, because they've had success on Facebook and they want to diversify into YouTube traffic. Um, We are a top spender on uh, YouTube ads, for agencies our size. Um, So, as Brett would say, our reputation precedes us a bit. Um,
2: I I agree with that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, We found... Yeah, we found that if a company can successfully run top of funnel awareness campaigns on Facebook, then YouTube will most likely be a good fit too. But there are differences between the platform. Um, The structure of that video, the length of that video that can work on YouTube might be a bit different than what can work well on Facebook. Um, For us, in our experience, it often takes a few weeks to um, fully dial in your YouTube performance. Um, Much easier to find, right combinations of uh, winning audiences, uh, videos, and landing pages uh, before holiday shopping reaches its peak. So you want to get ahead of that, figure out, make sure you do all your testing months in advance so you know what are those combinations of audiences, uh, landing pages, and creative, um, and make sure that that's what you're presenting to users once that holiday uh, season comes.
0: Absolutely. yeah. And, and so, you know, one of the things we also like to share is that, hey, a lot of people are finding new products on YouTube. Uh, this is a foreign concept to some people, but hey, a third of all shoppers now say they found a new product by discovering it on YouTube that they later bought online, which is which is pretty powerful. And then I love this slide. This is a, this is a study we did with our OMG clients who got to at least 30000 a month in YouTube spend. And so do you want to walk through this slide a little bit, Matt, and then I'll kind of chime in as, as well.
1: Uh, actually, I think you would be better equipped to talk to so this we, Okay,
0: <laughs> I couldn't remember who was supposed to talk about this slide. I'd love to talk about this slide. Yeah. So, one of the things we look at we're running a YouTube campaign, we do want to watch direct conversions from YouTube, right? That's what we track. We do track, hey, what is our CPA to cold traffic from YouTube? But YouTube, and as our friends at Google will tell us, YouTube is a great top of funnel source, right? It's often the very first touch point that a new shopper has. And so, its value isn't just in closing the deal. And if we look only at CPA from direct Google tra- or direct YouTube traffic, we're selling it short, and we're not seeing the whole picture. So this is what we've seen. We've seen once someone gets that $30,000 a month threshold on YouTube, conversions and revenue and clicks go up dramatically in search and shopping. So clicks go up as much as 36%, conversions as much as 27%, mm-hmm. These are all averages, kind of across our our clients. What we what we saw, though, we you know, we have a number of clients that then reach you know hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars a month in YouTube and beyond. Is that once you get to like that three hundred thousand dollar threshold on YouTube, then sometimes your search and shopping clicks go up forty percent, fifty percent, eighty percent. A big skincare brand, not Boom, but another that we worked with, that once we get to the three hundred thousand dollar a month level on YouTube their branded search had grown 85%. So this this is the other impact of YouTube, that it's driving conversions lower in the funnel. It's not just the direct conversions from YouTube. So you need to measure that and you need to watch that. Yeah. And it goes even further beyond just
1: paid search even. Um, make sure whenever you do activate some sort of top of funnel uh, YouTube campaign, not even YouTube, uh, Facebook as well, that you're making sure you're measuring the impact on your other channels as well. So your direct traffic, your organic traffic, that's where a lot of people are going to be filtered to, um, especially mobile traffic. We've seen that that uh, the percentage of direct traffic, um, how much of it is mobile versus how much of it was before, like last year, is increasing like every year. Um, so so, a lot of those returning users, uh, especially once they see that YouTube ad, are going to search for you and uh, come directly to your website. Um, so, we've make sure you're big, all
0: We've that also stuff. Be, seen big impacts in Amazon. So, clients who are running YouTube, even if we're sending that YouTube traffic to their store, it will have a carryover into their Amazon sales. So we'll see Amazon sales maybe go up or down depending on what we're doing on YouTube. So, there's definitely a halo effect that, that YouTube ads. And and we do prefer TrueView for action. So these are the pre-roll ads that run on YouTube that that run before the video that you go to watch that are skippable. That's still kind of the bread and butter here for what we like to run. There's a couple of new things, though, that I want to talk about. One is merchant center extensions. Now, there there used to be a, a format called TrueView for shopping. This is kind of the new version of that. So basically, this allows... You'd run that, that pre-roll TrueView ad, right, that runs before the video that you're going there to, to YouTube to watch. And then below that, you've got your merchant merchant center feeds. you got your, your shopping ads basically showing up underneath the video. And we actually run this. This is not a client. This is just an example. But we actually are running this for a jewelry store, and it's working so well. Because in certain cases, and I think jewelry, fashion, apparel, there's a variety of other Categories is work well for as well. Skincare would be another example. As I'm watching the video, I'd kind of like to see what are my options. What could I be choosing from here, right? And so showing those options below the video is, is super powerful. Uh, here's another example from a skincare brand. So this is something that's that's new. This works better than TrueView for shopping back in the day. And this is something that we definitely encourage you to test. And and then in addition to that, actually, Matt, that you have something to chime in on this one.
1: Yeah, just and from the initial performance that we've seen from that, um, what I've initially seen here is just a big boost in the click-through rate. Um, so while view rate and all that might stay pretty similar here, just giving these action points for somebody to click on, just like Brett said, I want to see what my options are. Um, I Cool, that video was really great and it sold me, but um, if it's a learn more versus being able to see these actual options here, me personally, I'm a lot more enticed to click on something like this.
0: So. Yep. Now, where this doesn't work is if like boom by Cindy Joseph, Joseph as an example, we have one specific offer. Or right? we have we have a hair care brand that's really scaled on YouTube. We have one specific offer. So in that case, we want to send them just to that page. But in other cases, like the jewelry store or others, where we want people to shop and to see that specific thing that that appeals to them. So this can be very powerful. We talked about it already, but build that viewed video audience because it's gonna come in handy. And also lean into intent-based audiences. This is something that's unique to Google, where Google has all of the search behavioral data uh, in the world, basically, right? Um, And so now we can lean into those audiences and target people based on what they're searching on Google. We can target them with a YouTube ad. So lean into those types of audiences, and those types of audiences can still be efficient even when other audiences aren't come the thick of holiday shopping. And so now I want to talk about, uh, this is one area of of YouTube that I'm super excited about. And I was thrilled when I saw this when, when, when Vanessa first told us about this or, or that the Google team told us about this. And then as we rolled it out and tested it, it's just been really, really nice. But basically, this, this is still the true view for action in-stream ads, right? The, the pre-roll skippable ads. But in addition to that, we now have placements in the YouTube uh, mobile app. So I'm going to skip this one because that's that's kind of noisy. Uh, so this is a screenshot from, from my phone. We were joking between two ferns. I look like between two ferns. Here's between two ferns video. Uh, but so I'm on the YouTube mobile app here. And now there's this autoplay ad that shows up. This is for some, some uh, uh, headphones, right? And so... This is kind of begging for me to click on it, turn the sound on, watch it. But this is just in the in the main news feed of the YouTube app, but then as I, you know, click into it, now the sound comes on and I've got kind of the full immersive YouTube ad experience. So, this just opens up you can still have the same audience targeting that you have with standard TrueView campaigns but the video action campaigns now opens up this new inventory so so what are we seeing at this point uh, we're seeing now often cpa's 10 to 30% lower right that's super significant especially when we get into a a time period when ad costs are going up 20 to 30% well okay great now this campaign can be part of what we use to get those those cpa's a little bit lower we're also seeing because of these autoplay Features this autoplay ad that shows up in the YouTube mobile app is that sometimes we're getting a ton more impressions at the same cost, right? So we're not paying any more, but we're getting a lot more impressions. It does depend on the client and the campaign, but we're seeing up to double the impressions for some of these campaigns at the same cost and then ultimately delivering a lower CPA, which is super cool. Uh, one thing to really keep in mind now as we're, as we're trying to maximize holiday performance is, you can't win with meh creatives, right? You can't win with average creatives. So you need to be testing new things. And so uh, we got a guide here that I'll show you in just a second. But you know, if you're if you're prospecting, going after new customers on on YouTube, we like a, a several different ad types or formats. But I love the manifesto. It's a style we call the manifesto, where you're saying, "Hey, our industry is broken, and and we're on a crusade to fix it." and Here's why our product's like nothing you've ever seen before. Or like simple approaches like the explainer plus UGC, where you're just explaining kind of problem solution, uh, solution benefit type of thing, and then then mixing some user-generated content in there. But then as you're moving into remarketing and viewed video audiences, sometimes there it's leaning in really heavily to user-generated content, unboxings, demos, you're really digging in deep to the product or longer explainers, right? Because if someone hasn't purchased yet, either they just need a simple reminder or they're not fully convinced. They're not really sold yet. So you got to move them to a place where they are sold and they are convinced. And so one of the one of our recommendations, this is directly from Google, we found that to be very effective as well, though, is test five ads at any one time. That can be a combination of call to action and videos and landing pages, but test five at a time, and then weed out the losers, bring in new videos and and new CTAs to test to always be kind of maximizing your results. And then I mentioned this a minute ago, this is kind of a collection of some of our favorite YouTube ads. So go check this out. That's under resources and guides at omgcommerce.com. Get this resource if you don't already have it. It will be a source of inspiration. You'll have links to YouTube videos that have been very successful that you can check out and learn from and emulate. Any Anything else that either of you guys would add to YouTube? I know YouTube is a, a huge topic, so we could go on for hours and hours, but any additional thoughts on, on YouTube? Um, I
2: would just say that, you know, We've seen a surge in YouTube watch time and then in performance, we've launched, you know, new video action campaign formats with, you know, the product feed, and all of this. And so if you haven't tried YouTube in the last year and you're thinking, oh, I've tried that and I, you know, I just didn't see the success that I wanted. It's really worth trying again uh, and, and really put some, some really strong creative in front of your audiences. And I think you'll be really pleasantly surprised by the performance uptick that we've really seen in the last year.
0: Yep, 100%. Awesome. Fantastic. So let's kind of move along. And like I mentioned, this last point is very quick. And, and uh, so then we'll, we're we're just about done. But now is the time to really triangulate your data. Right, so we have to we have to manage in the platform. So using the Google Ads conversion code, measuring data in the Google Ads platform is critical. That's what the SmartBit algorithm uses. That's what our campaign managers and our specialists are using. So you gotta have data, good data in there, but you can't stop there, right? You need to triangulate that data. So look at Google Analytics, right? Google Analytics measures a little bit differently than Google Ads, and it, but it's helpful to see that different view. Also, I think now is the time to consider, if you're not already doing it, some third-party tracking, right? And there are some third-party tools that actually track first-party data, right? They'll put a a first-party pixel on your site to track data. And so I don't have real strong recommendations or really strong loyalties to third-party tracking solutions. I would just recommend that you explore and visit with some of these providers and find the tool that works well for you, Our advertisers, some of them are using Wicked Reports. Uh, We have uh, a few that are using Rockerbox, a very sophisticated tool, very powerful tool, especially for e-commerce or or sites with a lot of traffic. And then kind of a newer one that we're hearing a lot of really good things about is Northbeam.io. Again, uh, Northbeam.io, again, very sophisticated, very, very powerful tool. So with that, uh, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And and, and thanks for giving us an hour and 10 plus of your time. Obviously, this is a really, really critical time for your business, and this is going to be a competitive window, but lots of opportunities, and so really excited excited for you. And uh, if there's anything we can do to help get you ready to really maximize the holiday season, reach out to us at omgcommerce.com and click on that free strategy session. We'd love to schedule a time to chat with you, to review what you're doing, and to see if there are ways that we can potentially help. So so go there to to request one of those strategy sessions. And uh, with that, guys, it's been a lot of fun. Matthew, thank you. Vanessa, thank you. You guys crushed it. Really appreciate you taking the time uh, to, to be here and help educate merchants and hopefully make this the most successful holiday season they've ever seen. Thanks for
2: having me.
0: Yeah, thank you so much, Brett. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Again, thank you for attending. Uh, If you just tuned in late, don't worry. We got the replay. And if you missed the YouTube event that that we referenced a few times, we can email you about the replay of that as well. So you can check that out. Get those guides. Request that strategy session if that would be useful for you. And with that, until next time, thanks, guys. And have a great holiday season. (music)